You. Hey, what's going? Hey, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Not much, not much, not much. You know, I'm just like, I am deep inside of you. That did not sound right, but I was just listening to the Third Eye Blind, so. <laughs> I mean, you got the hairstyle and everything. Oh, like, God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't flex. You're flexing right now. I, I, you know? Nah, dude, this is just literally like I got out the shower. I kind of like did a little styling, and there you go. It is what it is, you know? You want to know something? It took me a while to actually jump in the shower. I was busy all day, and, like, I had no time on my end, mm. and I looked at the time, it was, like, what, 6, 7 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, like, I was just like, I haven't even ate yet, I haven't even jumped in the shower yet, like, mm. yeah, I was... That's the pandemic for you, definitely, man. That's the shit. I got a shower for like two days at a time, and then all of a sudden it's just like, bam. Yeah, like I'll be like this. I'll be like, I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Pretty much, man. That's how it is, man. Well, I mean, it's a it's it's another great night for uh, you know talk you know talking that good ish. Yeah, yeah. man. You know, again, uh, my name is Demonte, aka D. Uh, welcome aboard, guys, to our second episode mm. of our podcast. Um, so we were talking about how we're probably going to have to change the name from Midnight Hour to something else. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what it is yet. Like I, I haven't came up with a name just yet. Cannon will so, take suggestions. Yeah, we will take suggestions. <laughs> if anybody Definitely. Wants to give us any like titles names or anything uh you know more than welcome to just you know put it up in the chat oh yeah and uh we'll we'll see what names come up <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely yeah i mean that's definitely necessary right there but yeah once again guys uh, for the, for those joining my name is brian uh i'm uh, the 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 elder of the group you know I'm old ass motherfucker over here but you know like he's old I know, right? Oh. Uh, you know, <laughs> as stated by my by my birth year up top, you know, like people were like, um, eight eighty four. It's like, oh, when's he? When was he born? It's like eighty four, dog. Eighty four. <laughs> oh, by the way, what kind of beer are you drinking right now? Um, uh, today's episode, you know, today's episode, copyright not being infringed over here, is brought to you by uh-huh. Blue Point Toasted Lager. Blue Point Toasted Lager. For when you really obviously oh. had enough money to keep buying their, t- you know, their cases to get drunk from beginning. Of the pandemic to now, once again at your daily stopper shop, eighteen ninety nine or maybe twenty ninety nine, depending on exactly what kind of discounts you use. Once again, your your look, you know your local stopper shop. By all means, it's a very very good beer, very decent as well. We'll get you drunk. Oh my god! Right? Um, hello to JD by the way, who just uh, walked into the chat. Well, hey, hey, um, what's up? That uh, drink, by the way, uh, I have never tried it. Um, and speaking of drinking, my trusty signature flask. You want to know what's in it? Uh, what does that say? Fucking magical. Oh, okay. Magical. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm on that peanut butter whiskey right now. Peanut butter whiskey. Some of this. Have you ever had it? No, no. I know you from Long Island, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Damn. I know it's some Long Island shit. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice, so, man. It's good. Let's I know, right? 
Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So, uh, how was your week? Seriously, leading up to today. My week. Oh, um, well, long week at work. Uh, I started uh, a new job. Oh, I sweet. I told you before. Oh, what do you do? And, um, so, I work at Raymore, Raymore Flanagan, the warehouse. Oh. And it's a huge warehouse. I wake up at 5 in the morning. I get there and I start work at 6. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's rough. Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that life anymore. <laughs> Dude, I miss the wake up at till like around like 9, 10 just to go to work. But like, you know. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Welcome aboard. Hey, welcome, welcome. Monty, welcome. Miranran. Oh, nice. I like that one. That's cool. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, man. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Shit. Well, I've just been doing uh, fuck all, you know. I was at my girlfriend's house over the weekend. And, uh, okay. yeah, got 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 here. Uh, pretty much chilled out. Kind of, like, figured out everything that I needed to figure out. Uh, you know, you know, did another week of unemployment. Found out, you know, even more that our country ain't shit. And it's our been... really ain't shit. Uh, and, and honestly, it's been such a drag for so many people. That it's just like, you know, I, I kind of wonder, what are people's mental health states at this point? What 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 are they? And it's, it's just one of those, like, existential questions that you have to kind of ask yourself, especially now. Especially now during these trying times. You know? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, with the pandemic, you know, everything that happened this year, pandemic, uh, riots... Um, protests like so much has happened this year and we've talked about it last podcast we, we talked about how like oh, yeah. so much of it was going on uh, multiple different things and mm-hmm. it, it affected the flow of people's lives uh, people's daily life like oh yeah but you know we hadn't really tapped into deeply oh, yeah. on the mental health or mental stability of you know people's mindsets right now during this year oh absolutely not um there's a lot of figuratively there's a lot of tension uh you know throughout the media um people are losing their shit i'm gonna keep it 100 people are losing their shit yep absolutely um like you know again after the quarantine had hit so many places closed down companies uh jobs people losing their jobs for the most part um you know, it, it's yeah. having to wrap everything all in, you know, in your head. And after a while, you're just like, all right, you know, I'm staying inside. And there's no cars driving around. There's no cars on the main road. There's nothing going on. There's no, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're staying inside. And after like maybe a month, you, it, it, it gets to you. You start to be like, all right, what the hell? Like... Oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I, I, de- I definitely know what you mean. I mean, for me, anyways, uh, I pretty much got, um, you know, I, I got booted. You know, like, I, like March twelfth was my last official day as an actual employee for a company. You know, um, for you know, full disclosure, obviously, anything I obviously will say is not to disparage anybody else, but I will, you know, I'm just gonna, yeah. you know, speak as, as as off the cuff about this type of thing as possible. Um, oh. Point, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, just yeah, to yeah. point this out, but uh, you know, that's very true. What uh, she said. So, like, yes, um, people are roaming around. Some people are roaming around, if not most people, acting like nothing's wrong. 
you know, mm-hmm. like after months on in and, you know, shops and stores and whatever was starting to open up, mm-hmm. people are now walking around as if COVID never happened. Well, I mean, I give you a pretty good reason why, honestly. I mean, think about it like this. Think about it like at the beginning, of the at the at the beginning offset of this like of this pandemic. Honestly, you know, my last day was March twelfth. All right, that yeah. was a Thursday. All right, and I had already gotten rumors, little thing, little bit, little tidbits here, you know, like here in New York about MTA is going to shut down completely. If you're not if you're not home by like March thirteenth for whatever reason, that's Friday the thirteenth, and. You know, they're going to shut everything down, blah, 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 whatever the case is. Chuck, what's good, baby? You know, and what you know, and what ends up happening was is that, you know, I pretty much, you know, like went about my life. I stayed home. I did exactly what I was supposed to do because then by that week, all of a sudden it's just, hey, you're not coming into work. That's it. It's over. Done. It is what it is. All right, no doubt, man. You know, good looking out, huh? Appreciate you, man. Hey, what's going on, Chuck? Yeah, you know, listen in later, IB. Listen in later. We'll do the same. Cousins in Florida have a very different view than my friend in Texas. Uh, yeah, and uh, I will get to that in a second. Um, because we were such a highly hit state and city especially, um, it was very, very weird. Now, what made it a lot better for everybody's like mental health and everybody's like really state of mind for us at the beginning was the extra $600 to five to $600 that we were receiving in unemployment benefits, you know? And this wasn't just a young person's, like, thing. This didn't happen. Like, my father was right along with me. He didn't get, he didn't get, he didn't get let go, the, you know, that very week that I did. It happened to him two weeks after he, like, you know, right at the end of March. The end of March, that's when they finally wow. said, hey, man, can't have you coming to work. You're going to have to obviously go and, you know, just be on unemployment, blah, blah, blah. You will be fully compensated, all this other jazz. So, that was our incentive right there to stay the hell home. And absolutely, depending what state you're in, we were lucky to be in New York. Now, I know that there are plenty of other states that had it the fucking worst. That where it took months and months and months and months and months for them to even get any type of actual compensation financially oh, yeah. like and mentally when it comes to this type of thing. So, you yeah. know, my perspective is simply put, hey, this is what it is. It happened for me, and I, at the very least, especially contracting COVID, you know, near the end of the month, I obviously was just like, oh, shit. Like, I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm probably going to I'm probably gonna die, you know? And I'm just thinking... I, I, I hope not. No, well, yeah, I'm, well, 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 think about, like, think about, like, you know, you're, you have your girlfriend, you have... You know, your best friends literally calling you up. And, you know, like I video called a couple of them. I was like, <coughs> you know, like I, I chatted up with a bunch of people. I was just like, yo, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm like, I'm sick. I've been sick for like, you know, a good couple, you know, a good couple weeks. Everyone's like, yo, you probably got Rona. You know, like you probably got it. That's what it is. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, I hope not. Yeah, I, I hope not. So I was just like, you know what? I took every medicine under the sun. I took every home remedy. And, you know, it was it, it was mentally exhausting as well because, you know, you're getting up and all you're doing is, hey, go into the bathroom. All right. Hey, going to go take a shower finally. All right. Oh, hey, um, let me go to the kitchen and make myself some tea because this, is, like, like, this isn't my 15th cup of tea today, you know? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so... Doing that monotony, it was rough. And then, of course, obviously, I'm thinking, oh, I'm sick. Let me go play some PlayStation. 
And it's just, I could play for a little while, but then it's like, oh, fatigue, lethargic, done. I'm like, what the fuck? So a lot of that, and mind you, that was just me. So imagine a gang of other people who don't have that level of distraction with them. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot to take in. So I can only imagine. And this country has not really done well to really, really, really cushion the blow for a lot of people. It's just been, hey... Child in the wild, it's like, here you go, I'm going to throw you off a cliff. Now, don't drop. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, I agree. I totally agree. They haven't done much this year for, like, during the pandemic or whatever. Like, oh, I, yeah, of course not. I get it. I mean, they've been sending out, you know, again, mentioning from last pod, uh, podcast, they are just sending money. Well, they were sending money out, you know, whatever. Um, hey, what's going on, Mon? Welcome up. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Um, hope you are good as well. Um, but yeah, it's just you know the necessary precautions. You know there are rules and these regulations, and there are protocols that you need to follow. And the problem is, a lot of people eventually were following those rules and protocols to where mm. the numbers started stacking up again. But oh, yeah. currently, right now, the numbers are still stacking up, oh, yeah. and the fact that. You know, for us being as in that top ranking, mm-hmm. the most numbers. Oh yeah, absolutely. New York. Um, you know, I'm not surprised. To be honest, I'm not surprised because the fact that no, not surprised. Either. There's so much. There's so much that goes on in the city. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, especially like people are you know gathering in groups. People are going out. People are going to the parks. You yeah. know, daily life shit. You know, whatever. But like, when it comes to time like this where you know everything is slowly starting to fall apart and deteriorate and you know you're seeing a lot of these people getting sick people mm. going to the hospital oh yeah people are dying from this particular disease or, or particular whatever the hell this thing is because yeah to me personally i feel like whatever this is None of us don't even know what the hell this is. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. We can call it COVID. We can call it, uh, you know, whatever name that it is giving. But, oh, yeah. like, we don't really, truthfully, we don't really know what the hell this thing really is. Yeah, you know? it'll be a while and, before we obviously get a real definitive answer. Yeah. To be honest. And, you know, you know there's, there's this talk about the vaccine, which is, you know, coming up. From what I've heard, it's coming up around, like, Either end of December or early January. Man. Like, you know, <laughs> but like, I don't. Here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. There's two. There's two theories in my opinion. Yeah. One, if they drop this vaccine, uh-huh. prepare for zombies to be rolling around in the street. Probably. Um. Two, which I, I you know, I mentioned prior to one. I mentioned uh, Raccoon City because I really feel like it's gonna end up being Raccoon City. It might be. You never know. It might be. Yeah. 28 days later, 28 weeks later, who knows? But my second theory is... Yeah. They're just full of fucks and they're not really going to send out a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's what it is. I'm, and uh, somebody had mentioned actually about a second stimulus check. I'm going to put this out there. Look, man. That's for the the Senate. 
Congress, the government for them to decide. And it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of like, you know, if they want people to actually stay home, people are going to obviously be more incentivized to stay home if they're going to be financially compensated. And all this, all this moratorium, all this, oh, we're just going to stop the payments, but you're still going to have to pay. All right, let's let's not forget that you you still have mortgages, you still have rents, you still have you know HOA fees, you still have all this other shit. You know, you have all this shit. You still have to pay for it. You still breathing. Yeah, it's like you still have to pay for all this. But guess what? We can give you like a three four month you know stay, a furlough, and you're just gonna go right back again. It's like no, that's what fucked us up in the first place. Like other countries are clearly getting ahead of this and allowing their people to really just stay the fuck in or at least do their best to stay by financially compensating them because at some because you think you would be better off if you knew for a fact that your government or anyone is supporting you in that regard you would have a peace of mind to be like all right cool yeah you know what my business is shut down right now. All right, maybe I tweak it up a little bit. Maybe I do a couple of things. But you know what? I'm all right. My government has me. My my state has me. This and third. And yes, you're right. Capitalism doesn't care. Absolutely true. No oh, question. Yeah. Capitalism. Yeah. Capitalism is just—they see us like we're pawns. Oh, we're, we're absolutely that. Yeah, and of course, and we can obviously go ahead and harp and dive down deep, balls deep, all up in them yeah. sugar walls. Of fuck of that rabbit hole, like we could definitely do that. However, yeah. look at feel the feel the the just the anxiety behind so many people. You know, not knowing exactly when that neck when, when that rent payment is gonna be on. So I'm like, I want give me my money. You're like, and next you know, yeah. you're like, what? I lost. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, that's right, man. I got twelve hundred dollars. Your bills is just like, I got twelve hundred dollars. I mean, unless if you were the type of the person that was like, I know my rent was going to be late about a week ago, but I worked my ass off. I still can't get it, though. You know, like, pit bullshit. But, like, um, like if you're the type of person who, you know, will crunch. Like, I don't crunch is, like, you know, like, your bills are being due, are, are due in, like, two days. Like, yeah. rent, phone bill, car insurance, you know, whatever. Of course. And you, you have to hustle to get to that point to even pay for that mm-hmm. you know for people who you know end up being late like you know sometimes it is hard it is a struggle out there you know like and especially right now like oh yeah like you have to bust your ass to still pay for rent to still pay for housing to still pay for all these things while a fucking pandemic is still happening oh yeah i mean think about it like this people are actually scamming more as opposed to obviously, you know, you know, just sitting the fuck back, falling back, and just being awesome. Like, oh, all right, I'm good, I'm chill, I- I'm straight. You know, like I don't, I, you know, I don't care. And I'm a restaurant worker myself. I was a restaurant worker. What I'm witnessing right now is the death of the restaurant industry as we currently know it. To be very, very oh, frank. Yeah. To be very frank. Seriously, no some questions are, asked. Some of them are like shutting down, and you know, some of them are just. Like, they're closing off temporarily. Like, some of them, they'll close off. Yeah. Won't open back up for a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, they won't even give you a notice. You know, it, yeah. it's... It's sad. It's sad for, for not just companies, but for the people who work in that type, particular type of environment. Oh, yeah. You know, a restaurant or even retail. Like, people who work in retail, they have to deal with... They have to deal with Karen's. You know, 
I'm, I'm putting Karens out there, but like it's true. Yeah, I know, right? Because most of, most of the motherfuckers will be walking in and be like, I don't want to wear a mask. Like the psychology <laughs> behind not wearing the psychology behind anti-maskers are, I, 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 you know. I never thought that one day that we would find ourselves in a particular position to behave and do things in such a manner that it makes us look very, very, very stupid, foolish, and ignorant to the rest of the free world. Like, seriously. It's insanity right there. And, you know, and it's just like... You know, just that alone gives so many people such an anxiety attack. It gives so many people panic. You're just like, what the fuck is this? But that also goes to tell you exactly where the priorities for a lot of people really, really boil down to. This country is such a me, 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 me. I'm looking out for me and mine, and that's it. Fuck all of y'all. I don't give a fuck. My full four make sure all your kids don't grow. Seriously. Yeah, you just you you see hands from the shadows. Yeah. From like corners, people are like, "I want this, I want that, mine, mine, mine." Give yeah. Me, give me, give me. Like, and the know, thing like, is, and the only yeah, and the only businesses that are really truly thriving, particularly yes, we have some innovators. Yes, we have people who are just like, you know what? Let me practice my craft. Hell, even between you and I. We never thought without a pandemic, obviously, we would obviously, you know, go forth and start doing this and actually put our, you know, put our, our, our thoughts and our processes and pretty much our, our all into this, you know, like we're starting up with that. So we do understand that. But then there are the people who don't necessarily have that particular skill set right now anyways, because coding isn't going to work for everybody. You're not going to do that. You know, it's not going to work for everybody. You know, like we still have all this other stuff that we have to do. We are a nation that obviously is like pretty much a jack of all trades, but a master of none. All right. So we all that's the best way to say it. And honestly, we all have to really pull ourselves collectively. However, there is such a divide between all of us that we deep down are unwilling to have that particular kind of conversation that we must have in order to progress as a people. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, restaurant workers right now. Yeah, they're they're going to work and they're making whatever it is. This is why I haven't gone back to work because as a restaurant worker because I'm making three thirty seven right now off of unemployment. Yes, I'm doing the right thing. I'm staying home as much as possible. But if I go back to work and I do twenty bucks or whatever, and I mean I do twenty hours plus or twenty five to thirty or whatever the case is, I'm probably making maybe that, maybe less than that. For what? Yeah. How am I, how, how does that make sense financially to me? You know, it's just like you're, how does that work for me? You're making. You you would be making less money to still risk your your well being, your health, and and not just mine. Again, everybody else's. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, this goes back to us being pawns. Yeah, you know, absolutely. This is this is a way of us being pawns right now. Yeah, and you know, to them, this I feel like to them this is an experiment. Mm. You know, behind closed doors, behind you know the the curtains, this is an experiment to them because. They oh, yeah. want to see us scattering around, mm. paranoid, yeah, panicking, mm-hmm. you know, losing our shit again and getting back into the major topic, mental health. Our mental health are being scrutinized, misplaced, ripped apart, and it ain't even just the propaganda. It ain't even just the pandemic. It's, it's far deep into that because, like mm-hmm. you said earlier, 
people are struggling to pay for their bills, pay for rent, pay for these things that are needed for them to be surviving, and especially in New York. New York is one of the most highest states when it comes to financial uh, uh, growth, like payments and stuff. You know, the cost of living here sucks ass. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. It sucks ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I already have friends that have already moved down south and moved to Texas, Georgia, North Carolina, Florida even. You know, like as much as as much shit as I give that state and everything, you know, at the very least, you can go down there, get yourself a crib at the very least, you know. Yeah, you got to contend with Trumpers and you got to contend with alligators, hurricanes and, you know, and, and, and more white people than you can possibly fathom or whatever the case is. But you know what? Fuck it. At least you got a roof over your head. And that's where a lot of people really kind of like figure it all into like, you know what? I can deal with this. Same with Texas. They got low tax rates over there. The housing is damn affordable. And swear to, you know, swear to Christ. Yeah, you yeah, may have to do a couple little different things or whatever. Yeah, but you are in a gun-toting, Republican, live-free or die-hard type of state. But still yeah. is going to take care of you one way or another. Like, I think what was it? I was watching this whole makeover jump off with my girl. And swear to God, uh, a fucking house was like, like, was it 250, 250K? Mm -hmm. 250K, it's a fucking four bedroom. That's not bad. Like, That's... what? What's a four? Well, yo, what's, yeah. a, what's a four bedroom out here? <laughs> like, yeah. like four, what? Four bedroom out here is a kidney, a heart, spleen. Yeah, seriously. Like part of the brain, so like you know, facts. You're, you're trading a body part. You're you're trading a body part for something for a four bedroom. Pretty much, that's exactly what happened. So I really just kind of think to myself, it's like, yo, like how do people really keep it together? How is it possible? And you've realized that people haven't been always keeping it together. People have been obviously willing to do things that are clearly not conducive to their well-being, to the well-being of others, you know. And I understand that to some degree. I still think it's exceptionally foolish. But I do yeah. understand it. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. It's fucking rough as hell, man. Even people who are selling drugs. Let me keep you keep it at 100. I'm sure that people out there who are selling drugs, or who probably was selling drugs during the pandemic, yeah. when everything was closing down, mm. I'm sure they were making bank. But at the same time, close contact, six feet rule, like, mm -hmm. people are still going to be skeptical. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, know, you, you selling a you selling a dime or an eighth? Oh yeah, you know in the streets. <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, that's just what it is. And of course, you know that you know. And then people were bitching about, oh, how are liquor stores essential? You'd be surprised how essential they can be. <laughs> when you know you I became an alcoholic half of this year, if not, look at this shit. Look at this fucking shit. <laughs> Absolutely, but that's the thing, and that's a coping mechanism for a lot of people. Some, you know, some people did Pilates, some people did drugs, some people just obviously, you know, dabbled in whatever type of porn they felt obviously not, you know, naturally fit them. Some people went to gaming. Some people obviously did smoked even more. Did you know, like drank more? You know, you know, cooked more. There's so many little some vices. Probably some people probably cooked while gamed and. And then probably watched some porn and then went back to gaming. Yeah, exactly. Just, that's just what happens. You know, that's exactly you know, what happens. Probably went up high, you know, like boyfriend, girlfriend. They probably had a way more a lot of sex during the pandemic quarantine. I mean, that's of okay. course, yeah, yeah, definitely. People have more babies, yeah. 
And that's another thing, you know, think about the mental strife someone obviously had to feel when it comes to, like, you know, giving birth during the time of a pandemic. Oh. You know, it's just, like, having to be just, all of that, it's like, damn, man, like, um, it's, it's really, really rough out here, and a lot of people really aren't necessarily taking that into consideration, you know, especially, especially within the black and Latino, 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 Latinx community. Like, it's just, yeah. this is what it is, man. I mean, whew, the stigma that we get for this type of shit, man, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's difficult times, you know. Uh, it, it's, again, I, I had a conversation actually the other day, um, and I was like, you know, if we go into another you know, shut down and all the stores, companies starts to shut down again. Yeah. And we are on lockdown. You know, my job's still going to be open, right? Mm. And, you know, I, I would love to be content to say that and be like, yeah, you know, my, my, my job is still going to be open. I'll still be able to work mm. if things shut down. No, I'm not happy about that. You know, working in a warehouse, there's so much germs, you know, like anything that's floating around in, you know, in the company. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I'm blessed that one, like, I, I have a job now, you know, and it, yeah. it took me a minute. I'm not going to lie. It took me a minute to get a job. Mm. Uh, you know, I was mentally, you know, fucked because I'm like no one either wants to accept me or they're too scared about them shutting down again and they keep telling me oh well we're unsure of you know hiring people right now because we're unsure of these numbers going up high we might be closing soon Mm -hmm. and i'm like all right you know i i I get that (laughs) but Mm -hmm. there's people who still need a job there's people who still need to, you know, want a job or want to work or oh, yeah. want to get some sort of income. Hey, Freddie. Freddie, what's going on? Yeah, she just, uh, you know, sidebar real quick. She's also a content creator as well. She has a YouTube channel right now. It's called uh, Franny the Fangirl. Uh, Not exactly written exactly like that, but obviously no underscore, nothing. It's not even one word. It's actually one. It's just type in Franny the Fangirl. She does um, uh, movie reviews and uh, things of that particular nature. And she also joins a podcast on Friday nights uh, from uh, Inner City Geeks uh, podcast. So kind of like, you know, some promo out there for her. Um, By all means, you're more than welcome to obviously check her out as well does amazing content as well and uh also on top of that um what is it oh my god i had had, had something else on the tip of my tongue nope i think that was about it yeah oh (laughs) yo wait you mean pinky from friday oh yeah from friday yeah yeah like it was like shut up shut up yo mike what up oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, is he? Hold on, huh? we called it too. Just use Twitch. <laughs> we, we, we called this earlier. We, we literally called this earlier. Mike yeah. was going to come in and just be like, use Twitch, what the hell? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, not what the hell, yeah. No, but I, I'm glad that... Welcome uh, aboard, Mike. Uh, Wait. We will probably start to use Twitch um, at some point. Oh, yeah. Just right now, we're just kind of like still playing around with you know Instagram and stuff. We're still trying to get our feet in water, and uh, yeah. So 
Yeah, pretty much. The bad guy. You mean Debo? Because Pinky wasn't really a bad guy per se. He was just... Yeah. I don't like Twitch. Use Google Podcast. I mean, shit, look. Whatever helps. <laughs> I didn't think about Google Podcasts. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to check that out. Yeah, we got to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, so there was a few things I didn't want to bring up um, earlier that uh, I'm now starting to remember. Yeah. Um, in regards to uh, mental health. So the other day, um, now you've watched wrestling, obviously. You know, back in the day, SmackDown. No, oh, of course, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. of that ilk, yeah. You remember Chris Benoit, right? And you know what's crazy? I saw yeah. dark, I saw dark dark side of the uh, of the of the ring. By, by. So did I the other day, bro. So the theme song, right? The the theme song, the Titantron that yeah, he had. Yeah. Uh, so that song was in my head. It was playing oh, on over go, and over the other right, day. And I was we use like, Google Podcast super easy. It was very easy, actually. I joined in on their YouTube live chat when they use Google Podcast. Actually, I joined in on Friday, so that was actually really that was hella easy. All right, cool. We'll uh we'll connect later after that. Whatever the case is, but you were saying? Oh, um, so like the the, the song was stuck in my head. It was on loop uh, for a hot minute and for like days. It's still in my head. It's a good intro song. Um, it's uh, I should. You want me to want me to play the song? Oh, you're more than welcome to. You know, uh, you know, you know. Uh, we do. Uh, let's see now. Disclaimer: We do not own the rights to this music. So uh, yeah, no, no censures or sanctions over here up in this piece. You know. Absolutely. Uh, let's see if I can. Yeah. Uh, hold up. All right. There we go. All right. Here we go. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that one. That was, that was a that was a great intro. So that song, right? Now understanding and listening to the uh, the lyrics, yeah, while watching the Titantrum, mm-hmm. it's based off of his life. Scary enough. Like what he was going through, like it's a lot of imagery, yeah. symbolism, and subliminal messaging. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I've never really actually like dive deep into his lyrics, but I can definitely tell you, especially you know, the everything really truly did change when Eddie died. When Eddie Guerrero died, his best friend died. Forget about it. Like it. Yeah. It was a it was a descent, and the, and the fact that he never really spoke about it, and the fact that like and and this is to no blame Vicky Guerrero or Nancy Benoit, who unfortunately met her you know untimely demise, yeah, you know, or anyone else in the locker room that kind of noticed. It's like, hey man, like you're not well, like no freaking way. Now mind you, he hid that very very well. From everybody. He hid that very well. There were only a couple people, you know. I felt like if Vicky and or Nancy were able to just talk to the guys, like, guys, he's not doing great, man. Like, you guys have got to definitely reach out, intervene, whatever. And this is where, like, the you know, the whole thing of men and their emotions, men and their feelings, men, things of that particular nature, it's just... 
one of those things where we really, really, really need to open the door and make it much more accessible, much more okay to be like, look, man, your friend just died. It's totally yeah. fine. Take your days yeah. off. Take your take weeks off. Take your mental health breaks. You know, like cry it out. Do whatever it is that you need to to obviously process all this. You know, it's like even the freaking even with uh, when he um like it's it's still very very emotional. His um his video tribute to to Eddie. It's like this man was beside himself. Absolutely. Yeah, he was the- he broke out yeah. in front of like the camera. He was just his. He lost it. That it was at that point he things started to change. And you'll you'll notice like if you go back to like a lot of his like old clips, his which by the way, phenomenal matches that he ever has. Oh, of course, one of the yeah, one, the yeah. You know, like yeah, he was probably trying to fight it. Absolutely, it's a battle. Yeah. It's an absolute. It's a fucking war. It's a fucking war. Yeah, no, he didn't just succumb to it. Absolutely not. It's not what we're saying at all. I'm just, you know, it's just, but it's the thing is, is that just the openness about it. It's like, you know, like, yeah, he was open about it when he could be. Video tribute, uh, when it first obviously happened, the funeral itself with uh, his own wife and with, you know, the wife of his best friend, you know, the widow, obviously. Yeah, of course, he would open up there where he would have those moments, but it's like, you know, it wasn't like anyone else could just jump in and say, hey, maybe if that were the case, it probably still could have obviously happened that this tragedy could still occur. It's not, you know, it's not like, you know, oh, it's definitive. Hey, this is what it is. But... And the thing was, and, and the thing was with him was that uh, around that time after uh, Eddie Guerrero died, yeah. um, he, it was harder for him to consult with other people, you know, back in the locker room and everybody else in the work field. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wasn't able to talk to people. Hey, it was good. At that time. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Um... Uh, he wasn't able to talk to people around that, you know, at that time. A lot of people yeah. were seeing him changing and deteriorating on the inside. And, yeah. you know, after 2005, you'll notice certain videos of, like, matches and stuff. You know, Chris Benoit coming down the, you know, the ramp. Yeah. And you can tell his facial expressions oh, are yeah. starting to change. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it was no secret. It was, it was no secret that he was he was definitely going through something. Like, uh, he even was, you know, abusing drugs, you know, at the time. And when he was abusing drugs, like, you can also tell, like, yeah. it was affecting him physically. It was hurting him, mm-hmm. you know? There were times where he was, like, grasping on his, uh, his chest. Yeah. And it was because it was, um, his heart was starting to, to grow bigger. It was starting to engulf and flame from, like, a lot of the abuse of drugs. Yeah. You know? And personally, it's upsetting to see one of my all-time favorite wrestlers in which it was a travesty when he passed away or, or the whole thing when he, like, killed himself, you know, murdered his family, all that. Oh, yeah. Like, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, it devastated me. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, I was, I was a little bit younger. I, I didn't understand quite fully. You know, now understanding later on as I'm getting older, I'm just oh, yeah. like, you know, he this this man went through something. Oh yeah. He one of his closest friends passed away. And then his marriage 
wasn't really uh oh wasn't the greatest yeah you know going that great you know either fuck r.i.p debo damn oh fuck oh december no come on b are you kidding me dick and what did i just and literally what was i saying i literally quoted a debo line I literally was just like the government. Wait, this just happened right now. Oh my god, R.I.P. Yo, R.I.P. Tiny Lister, man. R.I.P. Debo, man. Fuck. Fucking wait. Let me look this shit up. Yo, look it up, bro. Oh my god, this is not. Yo, come. Debo. Pass. Damn, bro. Ah, this sucks. Are you fucking kidding me? Yo. He died. Yo. 62. Uh, yo. 60 fucking 62. That's my dad's age, bro. No. Yo, that's my daddy's no. age. Come on, man. Like, yo. How did he die? Hold up. Y- now y- I gotta look this yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, reports obviously aren't gonna drop just yet. But, you know, who not, you, you never know. But, yeah. Um, well, this dropped 52, uh, 52 minutes ago. Oh. What was uh, it? Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I like how they referenced him not just being an actor, but also a professional wrestler, because he was... Yeah, 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 he was a professional wrestler, too. And obviously, what are we talking about right now? Like, you know, like a professional wrestler going through, you know, mental strife, but obviously before he performs one of the most atrocious acts, obviously, ever perform, you know, perpetrated in wrestling, honestly. You know? It's such a stain. And of course... You know, like, it was such a stain because of the fact that, you know, WWE honored him. Then yeah. yeah, the day after, they honored him. They gave him a tribute and everything, and to then, to then oh, after the... sent me a text, too, about it. Yeah, you know, to, you know, to, to, to then after the fact... Yeah, that was his wrestling name, Zeus, yeah. And to then after the fact, after they finally get all their information, obviously, there... Hey, Tiff, what's going on, Mama? How you doing? You know, Tiff, it's, what's going on? Yeah, uh, it's one. Of, it's uh, one of my friends actually, um, uh, Mrs. Tiffany Garcia. She was, uh, she's recently married. I'm gonna put that out there. You know, to a very wonderful individual. You know, hey, All right. congratulations. Yeah. So uh, you know, and Andy just purchased a home too. Actually, so you know, we got a big dad up too. You know, nice. you know, nice. got a real MVP that man. But yo, um, for those just tuning in, Tiny Lister, the 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 man who played Debo in the Friday series. Has unfortunately passed away. Fifty-two minutes ago, it yeah. was uh, crazy. And it, it seems that he passed away. Uh, he was unconscious in his Marina del Rey home mm. uh, Thursday afternoon. <sighs> uh, pronounced dead on the scene, and there's no word as of yet. So, whatever Shit, happened, man. Damn, December's December's doing it. December's going for it. In memory of Tiny, we should all steal a bike at least once a year. Yeah, yeah yo, Mike, I'm telling you, dude. I don't know if you noticed this, but like literally when we're t- we're talking about stimulus, we, we're talking about stimulus checks, and we're all like, yeah, man, we got twelve hundred dollars. The government's just like, I got twelve hundred dollars. I'm ready to steal yo. my neighbor's bike. Yo, like, for, that's a fact. I'm ready to steal my neighbor's bike. Yeah, you know, I was like, you remember me, punk. <laughs> You want some of this too? No. You don't around here messing with this people. It's like, get up, Craig. Get up, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, I can't. You know, it's crazy how we were just talking about him earlier. Yo, and facts. That, that that just. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, well, <laughs> my mama gave me that stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you're, you're sitting there collecting unemployment you're like I won give me my money and then all of a sudden taxes just like Debo like and you're like I lost I'm like yeah you did <laughs> yeah I heard about Pat Patterson too bro that yo and I, yeah, I heard uh, about that too yeah that was, that was wild man but yeah man I mean a lot yeah that was me Matt alright oh shit what's going on man yeah, that's um, hey. yeah, that's that's my friend's that's my friend's husband right there, and uh, oh hey. man, that's awesome. But yeah, um, going back to obviously what we were just talking about, um, just you know, the accessibility to the you know these type of services, you know, what I'm saying it's like, and and mind you, this was very early on, you know, two thousand right between two thousand five two thousand six, you know, WWE didn't have these type of wellness programs just yet. They really only had it for the steroids. And it can't, it yeah. became even more prevalent after this particular incident. And of course, obviously, we can speak on the whole the shoulda, woulda, coulda. We could have easily said, yeah. "Oh, hey, you know, let's set up something for our, our our grieving superstars, some type of therapy, something like that." It's like, especially to the one guy who literally broke down and just poured his fucking heart out, and yeah. and, and and repeating over and over, "We will see each other again." And it's just, you know, like, you could tell that, like, he died when Eddie died, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. His his soul, his spirit, his energy, yeah. all of that broke. Like, once after Eddie Guerrero died, there was no more Chris Law. Mm-hmm. Like, mentally, he wasn't there. It was as if, again, walking down the ramp, you can tell. Like, it was, it was no surprise. You can tell, like, there was something up with him. And, oh, yeah, man. And, like... He, he just was off, you know. And the last match that he had, um, yeah. which uh, it was on ECW, it was tw- uh, 2007. Oh, uh, 2007. All right, all right. And it was, you know, um, yeah, again, it was on ECW, and he was supposed to fight CM Punk for the ECW championship mm. it was scheduled for sunday for the pay-per-view and what happened was saturday he hits up uh chavo guerrero and i forgot who else but no he hit, he hit chavo and um i think was it one of the head of talents or something like that yeah he hit well, he hit both of them yeah. up with some weird with yeah. some weird text man i'm telling you man it, it, yeah. and it's crazy it's crazy heavy stuff man i mean you know and Seeing that particular instance, like you just don't know exactly what it is that a person obviously is going through, and that's something that we definitely need to bring more out into the forefront, especially amongst men. You know, because there are avenues for women, especially yeah. there absolutely are. I mean, I'll get and 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 there's a reason why I say it this way. You know, because I'll dive deep into my own personal, like you know, mental health issue when it comes to this. Um, not diagnosed with anything, of course, naturally. But I was going through some stuff. Well, I was going through a lot of like you know mental strife, you know, self-inflicted, and of course, a particular situation that I was a part of. And yeah. you know, after everything, after you know, like I think my lowest lowest point was I had gotten so freakishly drunk, so freakishly drunk that 
the next time I truly came to really, I was in Beth Israel psych ward. And having to field questions about why I was saying certain things that I was saying. I can't remember what I said. I'll tell you that right now. can't remember anything. And all I could keep saying was, where the hell am I? I'm hearing screams. I'm hearing moans from everywhere. Like, where the hell am I? Like, am I at a hospital? They're like, well, you're in the psych ward right now. I bet there's you. I was like, the hell am I doing here? Like, wait a minute. Hold on. And this is... 2012 actually no no not 2011 and i'm thinking like what am i doing here what the hell now i could have easily thought oh maybe i need to go get some help but as a person of color as a hispanic man someone you know a mexican all right a mexican and we're not told that therapy is a thing we're not told seeking counsel is a thing for us you know thank you we're not you told that nail on the head. we're you not told that Absolutely yeah. not. We're not told that. You know, I'm look, man, I'm 36 years old right now, and I am just now learning, just now learning that it is totally okay to bury yourself in order to find yourself, to really just put it out there and be like, look, I need to heal. I need to be okay from the traumas that I have experienced in my life. Now, personally, I have not gone to a professional for this. I thankfully enough have been able to clearly you know seek the help of friends which a lot of professionals will say oh well friends are not gonna obviously help you and for the most part they're right but if you go into it thinking that these people are not gonna obviously you know they're not obviously gonna be there to you know like they're not there to save you they're there to at least guide you in some direction to the best of their abilities sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't like i have like you know i have close friends that you know they can speak to me i can speak to them and i can be there for them they can be inconsequently but i know if i were to ever really truly feel something you know i at least have that support and that's where a lot of people really feel like they have to have they have to have a support system doesn't matter where it's from doesn't matter where it's from and you have to be able to really readily admit to yourself that hey i need the help and as men yeah. we are not told that it is all right to ask for help we're told yeah chin up chest out see, all that yeah see, that's and that's the stigma of this you know you know obviously america uh the whole oh you're absolutely right I, the, i'm the just responding to comments um, that that is also true. What she said. Um, the ideology of us men, you know, with the, the the pride and the confidence in us men, need to stiff our shit up, puff out our chests, and you know, bear you know these through metal and all these other things. Like we're we're mm -hmm. supposed to be, you know, the dominant factor. You know, whatever. Drawn. Listen, majority of men go through a lot of shit internally that they're not going to tell you. And it's because they feel deep down that there's something within them that they don't want to like elaborate on or like tell or like say because it feels mm -hmm. like it brings down that pride. It brings down that confidence. Oh, yeah. And it's that fear of, oh, if I relieve my emotions to a friend or a close friend or a best friend or uh, my girlfriend or you know whatever like 
it's just that fear, you know, or it, it feels like you're being entrapped in a bottle and you can't really, you know, pull it out. You can't open up the bottle cap. It's the, the, the bottle cap is sealed on top and all the emotions that are built inside of it is bound to burst at some point. Yeah. Because again, you know, uh, the guy is, is holding it all in. And like you said, we're not taught to go, oh, uh, you know, go seek medical, uh, go seek uh, professional help or whatever. Yes. You know, and especially from African-American culture, uh, you know, and Hispanic culture, like, majority of them don't tell us that. You know, most of us, I'm fortunate to say, and I will say this, you know, most of us, we go to the, the far left and it ends up being us in the streets. We either gangbang or fucking uh, drugs yeah. or like looting or killing or, or stealing or whoring or like anything that is just not the way to cope and it's out of negative energy. Like, oh, yeah. it, it, most of the times it happens. And again, it's like I said, it's the guys who are holding those emotions in kept in a bottle and it have no way of approach or to speak out you know no yeah and and you know what as a and I, I was reading the comment right now but as a woman I was told to cry don't cry don't move on yeah and that does happen too especially amongst women it's not just necessarily a male thing it's a, it's, it's, oh, a, it's yeah. a people thing absolutely yeah. you know and mm-hmm. and yeah it does go both ways and mental health doctors are scarce because it is so it's so tricky I mean it really really mm-hmm. is it's like it, you know I mean Think you know for 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 a mental health professional, it's got to be magnified ten times over because I'm not an expert. When a friend confides in me about certain things, I have to sit there and just be like, you know what, this person clearly is looking to me as a safe space, as at least a, a person to say, you know what, I can tell you, I'm comfortable enough to tell you who I am and what I feel inside, and to just be on some like, okay, here you go, this is what it is. Please don't judge me, and and it's, 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 and and that's been the thing. Don't judge me. Do not judge me. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, and a lot of times you have to reassure them. It's a lot of reassurance, a lot of reassuring. You have to really just tell them, like, hey, you know, don't worry. There is no judgment. You gotta, you kind of, you kind of have to Planet Fitness their feelings. But like, look, it's a judgment free zone. You're totally fine. You know, like here, maybe here's a hug, half hug, high five. And, and that's the thing, you know, and of course, the strife behind it, you got to when you're seeking a professional, you're not going to hit it out the ballpark and get the and the first doctor you see is like, oh, shit, you know, Robin Williams from fucking Goodwill Hunting, you know, you're not going to get that. Yeah. You know, you're going to get that one scumbag that's going to be like, oh, really? And how does that make you feel? It's like, yeah. what am I paying you for then, fucker? Like, what the hell, Cause man? Because a lot of them are just like, you know, when they see a patient walk into the room, they're like, oh, so what is it? Um, how do you feel? Oh, what does that make? How does that make you feel? Oh, I see. They just write down in their little book, you know, and they, they list these things in a book of, oh, yeah. well, this person's crazy because of this. Um he or she is feeling this way because uh this so um 
as long as I'm getting paid for this, right? I'm just gonna keep writing this all down. You know, it, it's like it's like Blue's Clues to them. You know, first paw print. Oh, let me draw it out. Oh, yeah, yeah you pretty draw much. A little couch or a little sofa. You know, what's going on in their mental state? Oh, the the medulla or the cerebrum. You know, but you know, like overall, and you know, going back to you know what she said. You know, it goes both ways. You know, men and women. And, you know, most of the times people, you know, they have it very, very difficult to express how they feel Mm -hmm. or what's bothering them internally or the the dark, the darkness that builds up within them. Some people, they, you know, like they'll consult with a friend or a few friends or, you know, even the professional, you know, help or whatever, you know, and and it, it helps them be able to navigate through you know mentally what they need to do or how to get out of it or growth yeah but um you know it's there's there's this thing that you know and i appreciate you telling you know your story your side of the story um you know i I had a quite a rough year uh this year also Mm. you know you you obviously know um you know, I, I was going through a lot of shit these past few months. Yeah. Um, and, and it got to a point where, you know, yeah, like I almost did commit suicide. You know, I'm not afraid to, you know, mention this live to, you know, anybody. But yeah, I almost did commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I fell in a dark void. I fell into this darkness where mentally... And when you snap into that, that darkness, you don't think. You don't think about anything. You know, you don't think about people around you. You don't think about what's going on in your life you don't think about anything there's a mental shutdown and the one thing that you see right in front of you is how in the hell are you going to end yourself how in the hell are you going to rid the pain and the suffering internally that is within you yeah and that's what happened to me i got into that void it was about like probably like five minutes you know i snapped out of it you know some people they can't snap out of it yeah. You know, I was fortunate enough to snap out of it. Um, so, you know, prior to that and, you know, the whole aftermath, mm-hmm. I had to reevaluate myself. Yeah. I had to really recognize, you know, who I am as a person, what I want to, you know, do with my life and how far am I going to proceed within my life? You know, I'm going to have my ups and downs, but I'm also not going to try and do what I did the last time. You know what I mean? And like that was a lesson. That was a learning curve for me. That was a learning curve for me to realize, you know, there's more to life than just trying to fucking, you know, end it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was it was tough. And you know, again, again, similar to what we were talking about, you know, when you have emotions that are kept in a bottle, and you just can't seem to unopen it because the corkscrew or the top or whatever or the Ooh. bottle cap it's it's too sealed yeah. eventually it bursts oh, you yeah. know definitely so no yeah i mean yeah i mean i'm supremely glad that you're obviously still here and you didn't uh, make that ultimate decision actually i mean that's it's extremely t- it's extremely telling to say um you know seriously like you know i mean <clears throat> i i you know this kind of hits home a little bit me, for me too because um, I had a, I had a close friend of mine, he did act on it. He absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, it'll be about two years, close enough, honestly, since his passing. And, uh, 
we all saw the signs to some degree or another you know the the friends that we obviously had together and i you know and and that's the thing i think the one thing that a lot of people fail to like really to keep in check is the fact that when something like this happens, yeah, you got one person else saying, oh, you know, nah, he's just, you know, going through it. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. He's good. You got some other ones like, are you sure? Like, are you positive? You, you don't think we should talk to him? Or we're like, okay, well, let's hope he's good. Let's send out some prayers, you know, be like, all right, you know. And we seldom didn't really hit him up on some like, hey, man, is everything okay, bro? Like, is everything all right? Like, are things yeah. really that okay with you? And we didn't really truly know the severity of all that until, you know, until his untimely passing. You know, he basically, he jumped in front of a train and that's what he did. And, you know, when it comes down to it, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I do think about. Like, I do think about him from time to time, especially in those capacities. You know, thinking about him right now, obviously, especially when you said what you said, I was just like, you know... You know, for every person that obviously stands up and takes a testimonial and say, hey, you know what? I was there too. It makes me think about it's like, you know, maybe if he had like enough, you know, like maybe if he had just a little bit more to just stand up and say, you know what? I'm not well either. And I need the help, you know? And it's just like, you know, and that'll always be in the back of my mind. That'll always be out there, especially. It'll always be there. You know, and I don't blame him at all. At all. Absolutely. A lot of the time, I kind of almost blame myself. And that's the one thing It's like on, on the flip side of that. It's like I blame myself to a, to a sense because I saw certain little signs, but I didn't trust my gut. And that's the other thing. It's like I, um, there was a, I think it was it was Joe Rogan's podcast, and he had put, he had this guy that was talking about Anthony Bourdain, and he was going through the shit. He was like, I did drugs, I gambled, I fucked around, I did a whole bunch of shit. I drank, I smoked, I did a whole, I did everything. And I was in so much pain, and I, you know, when finally went to like I think was it like the Betty Ford Clinic or some shit. He went to some spot, whatever the case is, to get help, and he finally started really feeling it out and started really getting the help he needed. And then yeah. Bourdain hit him up the year before he passed. He hit him up like, "Yo, can I talk to you real quick?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, talk to me. What's up?" Mm-hmm. And Bourdain tells him, I, "I'm fucked up right now, man. I, I need your help." And through all that, he was telling him, yo, do this, then a third. And son broke down. Son broke, like, homie broke down right there on the fucking podcast, on, on air. Just was like, and I'm just like, you know, and I kind of wept with him. I was just like, you know, like, at some point or another, you you know, you want to be able to be there for your boy. And you want to help him out. And But it's like, they have to also take that step as well. You know, they have to be able to do that. And it's all, and it's very, very difficult, you know. It's yeah. difficult for me right now just even talking about it in that regard, you know. Because it's just yeah. one of those, what it's, you will always get the what if. You will always have that. Like your closest That's friends so and family will always be plagued with the, what if I made that phone call? When I saw that post on Facebook, Instagram, so to speak, what if I made that that what if I what, what if I went to go see him? Just to be yeah. like, hey, what's up, man? I know I've been seeing you in a while. How have you been, brother? You know, or you know what I'm saying? And it, it, it's like even at the funeral, we all got together, it 
we hadn't seen each other in quite some time and this is how we saw each other and that's where we were all like fuck man it took the it took this to do it so if you know and and like i said i don't blame i don't blame you know his name is eves eves des rosier you know it's you know okay. you know you know my haitian dude you know what i'm saying like great guy beautiful fucking person but you know you know just just amazing amazing guy but then it's like you know i didn't know he had these demons in him i just didn't know didn't really know and it was just like fuck man and that's the th kind of thing that i put out there especially to you it's like look i'm glad that you're able to take that step and i'm glad and happy that you're obviously able to stand up and you know and say hey this is where i was at thank god i'm not there Thank God, you know, thank God I'm not there, you know, and if for whatever reason I am there, you know it. Here it is, this is where I'm at, and I hope to God I can find something, find someone to make sure that I I never take that final step, that final push, and obviously yeah. do that. And I know plenty of other people who have been down that road before, and it's a very, very, very difficult topic, especially yeah. amongst men. You know, and I've always yeah. said, you know, for women as well, but you know, and, and I will, and I'm, and I'm going to say this categorically for women that, you know, and I've had this myself, actually, I've had this told to me verbatim when I stood up and said, and I don't do this. This is a very uncharacteristic thing for me. I announced that I was in pain via social media. Uh, right greatest thing you could do of course you know it's like go ahead by all means you know like bear yourself out there for social media to see right because that helps right exactly. yeah and i got an outpouring of support and it made me feel not necessarily and i and i told people people asked me people said to me what you did was brave and i go Bravery is extended to the people that bravery is extended to the people that 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 almost did what they what they ultimately felt like they wanted to do, mm -hmm. you know, but didn't do it. Bravery is standing up and going to a going to a mental health professional and doing that, you know, and and seeking the help and the healing that they need. Going to therapy, going to see counseling, whatever the case is. I'm not brave. I just, I took a chance. I took a chance to, and you can call that bravery, you can call that courage, you can call it whatever you want. I personally don't identify with that. I really don't. So I put it out there and it didn't happen overnight, but it, but it felt nice to know that people had me. People were like, hey, you know what, man? I'm happy that you obviously... You know, you obviously are, you know, you're, you're man enough to obviously admit that. And I had a person hit me up via, in, you know, direct message. And they told me, you know, there should be more men out there to obviously speak on what it is that you speak on and say that you need the help. Because there, you know, for if, if, if I said as a woman, if I said, hey, I need the help, what's up? I have it. I, I have... I have focus groups. I have therapy. I have, you know, like, you know, they're, they're going to welcome me with open arms. For a man, it's not as, it wasn't as socially accepted as it is now. And yes, absolutely, Mike. Therapy, my own girlfriend has said it. I really, she told me to my face many times over. 
you know what, babe? One day you should definitely go see a therapist. You should absolutely go see one. Just go see one. You know, yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt to to see or seek professional help. Like it doesn't uh, hurt to hear you know the other side of the perspectives on you know different things psych- psychologically and mentally. Like yeah. most of the times it helps. You know, um, sometimes you know, and I will say this sometimes. It, it may be 50-50, depending on who your therapist turns out to be, because some therapists, again, are either conniving or just want the money, and they just are there to be there, and they're just like, you know, fuck it, like, yeah. whatever you feel, you already feel, and I'll tell you how you feel, and that's it. You know, sometimes they're, you know, therapists, they don't, they don't elaborate well enough on certain things. And it's not essentially therapy itself, like, again, like I said, therapy is good, but it depends on the therapist, mm-hmm. and that's some that's something that a lot of people have to understand is that mm-hmm. it's not. It does, yeah. Like, it know, does take the right. It does take time to find the right doctor. Yeah, just just like it takes it takes time to find the right doctor. It takes time to find the right mate. It takes time to find the right anything. Honestly, to find the right course of action for a lot of these things, we absolutely agree with that. No question. Yeah. No yeah, question. Like, yeah. Yeah, like everything takes time. You know, like oh, yeah. it's it's definitely a building, you know, building step. It's there's steps, you know, and like you, you know, and, and, and agree. Like that's why you research these particular type of therapists or yeah. you know doctors, you know, which I love the fact that there is the internet where you know at times. When you're looking up, a, you know, a doctor, you're looking up anything, you know, there's yeah. the, the comments, the the stars or whatever, and like it's a five star or it's like, yeah. you know, people are giving feedback and it's positive feedback. You know, those are the type of doctors and therapists you want to be like, all right, cool. Let me just go over because everyone else is like saying like, hey, like these are some good professional people. But like, you know, then there's other doctors or therapists where people will keep it real online and be like, that's a shitty therapist. Don't go to that therapist. Yeah. And you're like, all right, cool. Let, let me not do that, you know. So, I still kind of like, scratch. I still kind of scratch my head over the fact that, like, um, what's it called? I still kind of scratch my head over the thought that, like, uh, people feel it necessary to Yelp review a therapist. But that's where we're at in yeah. life. I'm not even trying to make a joke out of it. It's just that. No, I, no it's true. Yeah, it's, tr- <laughs> it's so true. Like, it's ridiculous how you know. I, and I, I feel like this is a big topic. You know, oh, for yeah. the next the next podcast because I feel like the internet is a whole whole realm. Yeah, it's got some good shit and it's got some bad shit. <laughs> man, man, <laughs> there's oh my god, I I don't even want to get started on that. Like no, yeah, that, that's 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 for next that's for next episode. Shit, uh, we can definitely discuss that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo. But, um, yeah, no, uh, like I said, it, it just boils down to, you know, it is the steps and the requirements that you have to take to seek within yourself and taking those steps for mm. growth and progression, you know, to reevaluate yourself, to recognize the worth in your values, to recognize your energy, to recognize your focus, mm-hmm. to rekindle yourself back, putting the pieces yeah. back together so that you can start on a fresh path again mm-hmm. you know and, and part of that yes seeking professional help 
that is a I would prefer that you know I'm currently seeking professional help right now as it is you know it's and it's been helping me you know each of the times that I've been going and you know what's crazy is that now you know nowadays especially I feel like you know you know dental uh, physical and visual Right, mm-hmm. those are like the three existential. Like y- y- when you get it, when when you when you go get like you know health coverage, insurances, mm-hmm. things of that sort. That's the first three. They really just straight, just 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 fart all over mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah because a lot of um, truth be told, a lot of uh, health benefits and stuff, depending on your provider. Yeah, they don't actually accept. Uh, you know, health insurance for therapy. And I, proven fact, I've been to a few uh, recently, but before I ended up going to the right one, yeah, some of them don't accept uh, health first. You know, I have health first. Oh, yeah, of course not. And you would think health first, because health first is such a huge staple in this country that, like, it, it does everything for you, but it really doesn't do everything for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but yeah, health insurance it, it unfortunately doesn't provide certain, uh, you know, therapy sessions and things like that. And it, it's tough. It's really tough for certain people. You know, oh, yeah. who are actually looking for that medical attention or seeking that therapy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. But. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, you know, the first step is to know that, you know, you have a problem and, you know, you want to fix it and to recognize that. You know what I mean? Like, you want to make sure you recognize the problems within yourself first before you oh, start absolutely. really acting upon the the matter of, you know, the next steps. So. Yeah, man, I mean... Whew. Yeah, first steps to know you have a problem. Yeah, the first step in solving a problem is recognizing there is one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, some people and feel safer there in their pain. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. People definitely go there. And, you know, that's what they switched and it's looking for it Yeah, man, and that's another thing. Medication also. Medication, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's a lot, you know I mean? And that's where, you know, like, you know, to segue just a little bit into big pharma. Pharmaceutical companies obviously benefit off of this. It's like, oh, here, here's this pill. It'll make you forget. Here you go. Pharmaceutical companies, I'm going to tell you straight up, suck. Oh, they suck ass. You know why? Because here are a few things why. One, it takes, okay, it takes so long to get your fucking prescribed pills. Sometimes, not all the time, yeah. But sometimes, like if it's a very, very high expense, eighteen, uh, eighteen hundred dollar fucking pill that will make your back pain go away, but it really won't. It'll just temporarily make your back pain get worse. Like yep. pharmaceutical companies know what they're doing. They're experimenting pills. They're experimenting. All these different types of medication that majority of them doesn't even fucking work. Like, like the vaccine. <laughs> 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 <laughs 
No, of course. Uh, oh, I love my happy pills. Of course you would love your happy pills. Of course. Yeah, naturally. And and of course the you know the, the, the whole thing is to not obviously get fucking, you know, you know, like get get your jollies off with them, you know what I'm saying? It's like look, they're they you know, responsible human beings such as yourself obviously will clearly be like, Okay, cool, I need to take one, all right, sure, pop one, I should be fine for the rest of the day. Oh, I am fine for the rest of the day. Yay! You know, it's like, I can be a fully functioning member of society. Yay! You know? Yay! Right? Like, seriously, it's like, it's like, oh, wait a minute, did I just take this antidepressant and all of a sudden I started, uh, you know, P- you know, I started PFCing 18s on DDR? Yay! <laughs> Happy pills to try and pass Nageki 18. You know damn well I'm gonna be trying to pass Nageki 18. Man, uh, you know, yeah, I know, but but even yeah, but that's the thing. But that's a you know, that's a rhythm game community type of thing. Whatever we can we can discuss that off, you know. But I just love to throw that in there just a little bit. That's gonna be uh, another week topic. uh, Rhythm game community. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. We could definitely we we could dive down. We can dive that down that rabbit hole all day every day. Yeah, we'll we'll dive on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, there's a there's a. So and believe me, there's a lot of there's a lot of things wrong with them, you know. But yeah, uh, oh no, yeah, we just segued for a second actually. But when it comes down to it, yeah. But um, we were talking about happy pills, and I just decided to throw some uh, rhythm game community banter for a second, you know. Really, you spit it out? Why didn't you swallow? No. Oh, okay. I see how it is. I see how you work. You gotta keep it in your mouth. He's um, like, that's Coke, homie, not Happy Pills. <laughs> that yay. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I mean, look, man. Look, I, 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 look I've look, i inadvertently tried Coke before. Uh, I can't, for, I cannot definitively say exactly whether or not it's good for you. Um, it does make your teeth kind of like shake, rattle, and roll. Hey, what's up, baby? But um, I will absolutely tell you that uh, you know, get a li- you know, get a little cocaine and kind of do that whole uh, you know, rub it on your teeth and type of shit. Yeah, that's that's not cool at all. But uh, wow. Oh, looks like we got some connectivity problems. Not to be mistaken for powdered sugar, for the love of God. Yep, that's. That will forever be a thing, huh? Oh boy. That's good. Damn. What happened here? Oh boy. Oh, looks like we got a connection problem. Might be on my might be on my end. Hold up. Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, I don't know if anyone can see me right now, but the video paused. Oh no! Live feed. No. But uh, let's see what happens here. Um. Well now. Yeah, that's right. Not to be mistaken for. Oh wow. Oh, there we go. Hold up. Oh, hold on. Oh.
Oh, wow. Here we go. We got a little lull in the proceedings right here. It's not too bad. Okay. Oof. Oh, boy. All right. I guess I'm going to have to leave for a second. There we go. Oof, here we go. Uh, let's see. All right, we're going to have to be back for a little break for a second. Uh, had some connectivity problems. All right. All right, here we go. Oof. Here we go. All right, let me pause that for a second. All right. Well, as you obviously just know right now, uh, there was unfortunately a family emergency, so we're going to obviously have to just sign off um, at the very least. So with that being said, um, uh, I will obviously pick up just a little bit and I won't be on for too too long but either way um this is uh Brian and uh you know of course Demonte obviously couldn't make it because right now he just got hit with a family emergency so unfortunately um this is going to be the abrupt end of the podcast for the moment all right so um we will reconvene actually at a later time all right peace out everybody much love to y'all